All right, welcome back. Big Bad Morning Show. It's shovel time. Who gets your shovel? 410-583-1057. Ed. The National Transportation Safety Board. They're doing something in Europe um, where they have... You know how... I don't know if you've ever had a car like this, but there's cars actually now that know the speed limit that you're passing through. At, you know, wherever, when you, whatever street you're on, it knows the speed limit. Mm-hmm. And it'll, if you have the head up, it projects on your dashboard. It'll say speed limit 40, your speed, you know, 43 or whatever. So they have that. So it, it, they know where you are, how fast you're supposed to be going. It's amazing. Well, in Europe now, they have these cars that you, <laughs> you can't exceed the speed limit. They have like a governor in them where you can't go faster than the posted speed limit, period. So the Natural Transportation Safety Board now in the U.S., this is only three days ago, this story. All right, let me check. Yeah, two days ago. Um, they're recommending that technology, they want new cars come with the technology to prevent speeding. Now, I get it because what they point to is 12,000 people in the U.S. were killed in speed-related crashes last year. It is the number one cause of death. Um on the road, is speed. And I get that. The problem is, I think you should do something, maybe to just, I don't know how to do a better job of speed enforcement and start to make the penalties more egregious. Do something. My fear is, there are times you need to hit, the, you need to hit that accelerator for your own safety. Yeah. Like, there's a truck that's kind of, you know, you know, meandering into your lane because he doesn't see you and he's coming over and you're going to get crushed, literally. You got to just, you know, get out of there. Or, or, or if your lane ends and you got to just speed the hell up to just get your it. lane ends and you got to, right, get into traffic. I've been in the road when you see someone who's clearly intoxicated in front of you. Yeah. And they can't stay within a lane. They're, they're weaving, you know, among the three lanes or whatever. And eventually when you catch up, you want to just get right past that guy. I don't want to be stuck at whatever the speed limit is because what if I have to do something else? And I don't know if they've, you know, come into figured out a way around this, but I don't like this just on his face. Yeah. Well, I got two quick ones here. Um, do you remember Richard Dawson? Yeah, of course. Uh, the guy that used to host Family Feud? He kissed everybody. Hit the shovel for that, but, oh, that's the wrong one. He'll get it. But anyway, so Richard Dawson, I don't know if you heard this, he um he made all the contestants on his show take herpes tests so he could kiss them. No, you know, I didn't hear that. He, yes, uh, he would. Ma- I think my grandmother banged him, but <laughs> or something with him. She maybe she just kissed him. It probably went somewhere else. Knowing her, she was a very very interesting gal. Yeah. Um, that being said, but she did. My grandmother did kiss him, if yeah. I remember the story correctly. Was um, she on the show? No, I think they were just met in the airport. Um, <laughs> but uh, but that being said, like. He that was something that wouldn't go down today because that was a very aggressive thing from him because he would just say, hey, how you doing? And just lean in and kiss any pretty woman that was on the show. Yeah, it's a really weird thing. But my, my real shovel, I just wanted to bring that up because I just read it and I was like, oh, take a herpes test. So I don't get anything once I kiss you. Nice. Um, One in six people has herpes. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what his odds were going to be there. <laughs> like, well, He's just just wants to avoid it, I guess. So I wanted to give I, and I asked you this. So I'm going to give it to Dear Abby first off. Or the person that wrote this question to her, if it's a real... Do you think those questions are real that are written in a Dear Abby or are they made up? Uh, I, think a, sure. I, think a lot, I think a lot of them are made up. Carissa Thompson writes them. Oh, thank you. Uh, this one says, <laughs> Dear Abby, 
I can't satisfy my wife. Should I let her sleep with her client? Her his wife is a uh, a trainer at a gym. Um, if you know you can't satisfy your, did you wife, sign that letter? No, I didn't. No, my wife's not a trainer though. But that be, look, all right. This whole thing. First off, if you can't satisfy your wife, you need to figure something out. All right, either do the thing that she likes that ewe that you don't want to, or whatever it is. If you're trying to make that work. Some people are into that, by the way. The whole cuckold thing and all yeah, that. It could also be her fault. Not me. Yes. But if this is the question that someone's seriously asking, you get out there and you disappoint as many women as you can until you figure this thing out. So you get your ass out there and you find that bleeping dog, right? That's what you have to do. Miss Lippy. Yeah. And satisfy Miss <laughs> Lippy. Miss Lippy's car is green. Billy likes soda. Um. But yeah, I mean, isn't that such a weird thing? Like, the answer is no to that, right? What's no? That you don't let your wife sleep with someone she's training at the gym. No, it's a bad idea. If it's yeah. tit for tat. Yeah, is it? Maybe like, all right, you, she'll go do that, and then you get the ability to go do whatever you want to do. Yeah, but that's not what this cat's saying. He's saying that he can't, his worm doesn't wiggle the way she likes. What and, he needs. And the motion of his ocean isn't all that good. He needs to go to life med. Ooh. Rap wave therapy. Well, maybe if that thing's not picking up. He needs to learn how to do other things. Yes. Maybe you, look, maybe you can't stir the bowl, but can you lick the spoon for crying out loud? Yeah. That's not the same. Oh, it's not? Oh. I mean, like, that's great that you're good at that, but, but you still want to be good at the other thing, too. Well, practice stirring the damn bowl. That's what I'm saying. Just keep trying. Yeah. All right, let's. Let's go out to Sean, who's in Baltimore. He's got a shovel. What's up, Sean? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. good. Hey, I got um, I got one. It's for 105.7. It's oh. kudos to you guys, though, but I need uh, I need more Ken McCusick. Oh. I really do. That guy is awesome, and he gives such great information. Um, and I got one more shovel because I was thinking about it as you were just going through that story. Yeah. I don't know if you heard the story about Ryan Shazier, and forgive me if you already went over it, but apparently he's been cheating on his wife, mm-hmm. and the wife leaked a bunch of details onto Twitter after all that crap they went through and after she stood by him going through all that stuff, uh, he went out and got some strength. Oh, <laughs> man. Thanks for the phone call. I didn't, but I'm going down that rabbit hole right now to read this story. Oh, that's just that's brutal. Um, but, yeah, I would give us a shovel, too, for not giving Ken McCusick more time. I, I think he's... I mean, I say it on the air. I say it in front of him. I don't care. If you, I've told him. I think he's incredibly uh, intelligent. Uh, that's obvious. But like when he's breaking down film, yeah. um, we talk gambling all the time. Like mm-hmm. my I, friend I, Glenn, I, when he was on a couple weeks ago, my friend Glenn texted me because he's the best guest you have on the show. I'm telling all the other guests that now. You can. I've said it on the air. Okay, but he's he's great. You're right. He absolutely should have more time um, and his own show. That being said, we got to switch gears. We're going to talk some Orioles. Um, if uh, you know, this is interesting too. The Brewers are reportedly working on an eight-year deal for their top prospect, Jackson Churio, uh, despite never playing in the bigs. Would you want the O's to do something like this for Holiday? We'll discuss this. That's coming up next, right here on the Fan. Welcome back, Big Bad Morning Show, right here on the Fan. Jeremy Condad, Norris, Rob Long's off today. A lot of things we were going over. Uh, we switched gears here to talk some baseball. Um, Brewers are reportedly working on an eight-year deal for their top prospect. He's never even played in the majors. Would you want the O's to do something like that for Holiday? I think the easy answer is, of course, yes. I, I don't. I think there are certain guys you look at and you'd say or can't miss. You're going to get a couple wrong every now and then. It's just going to happen. But 
I think there's certain guys you know are going to have some stability at the, at the major league level, and the contracts that they're getting for those eight year deals aren't ridiculous. Like when you think about what Ozzy Albie's got, and we do see this a lot more from foreign born players that come over, signing early, trying to make some money to send home to the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Jackson, you got to it takes two to tango. You got to have a dance partner here if if he wants to sign this. But yes, it. I'm not the least bit worried about him when he gets to the major league level, and I hope he's on the opening day starting roster, depending on how they try to work this in. I, there was some moves. I got some, since we're talking baseball, I just got a question for you. Mm-hmm. What about the Mets picking up Severino? I don't know what he has left. I, he had such a terrible year. You just kick the tires on it and hope a, yeah. a small change can help him find himself. But yeah. he's, yeah. It's a one year deal, but yeah. he had an ERA of 665. Well, you know, and you're looking around the league at some of the signings that are going on. Teams are kicking tires on starting pitchers to bring them mm-hmm. in that are a little bit more established um, than some of these other guys because you know you're going to need on the back end. And if you were the Mets, you traded away two starters last year, two guys that you expected to be one and two in your rotation. Yeah, from the early in the shirts that were gone, yeah. So, um, yeah. And, uh, oh, and, and Jacob deGrom. Yeah. Two, so maybe it's three. But yeah, all those guys like you lose Degrom, he's gone. You know, he's no longer. He he signed with Texas, and then you lose the other two guys that you brought in to replace him. That's the one area they got to figure out. Their 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 lineup should be pretty good still. Um, but what do you think about the the proposition of signing Jackson Holiday to a long term deal? You'd be for it, right? After Absolutely. Hearing everything, yeah. but he's got to be for it. Yeah, um, he's got to be for it. I mean, that's I can't tell you what he's going to do, but I think yeah, I'd like to see them do it. I'd like to see them subtly locking these guys down. Um, because and it's a different regime, but I tell you, I really was dumbfounded with the way they handled Manny Machado. Yeah, I mean that was so, as ham-handed as you could imagine. You get absolutely basically nothing for him. He's one of the best players in the game at the time, and you gave him away for a bag of you know Skittles. Like what the hell was that? Because you waited too long. I mean, you, you know, you waited till he's a free agent, or they're almost. And and I don't. You know, I don't get some of that, too. Like, when we were going through that whole process, I obviously wanted to keep him, and I think most fans did. Mm -hmm. But once they said they were blowing it up, the writing was on the wall, and it's like, well, they had the chance the year before to possibly get in the postseason. There was a realistic chance. I think they were, um, what was it, one game out in July, and then they just fell apart. or or, I'm trying to remember exactly how it went down. But, um, you know, when you look at Machado, though, we we all thought he was a generational talent, a guy yeah. you clearly wanted to keep. The question is, would they be willing to give him three hundred, four hundred million? Yeah. Um, once that time came, and he wanted out anyway. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was he wanted to stay. He wanted out. So since he wants out and he's valuable, they should have gotten something for him. That's my only. Well, if you tra- and it's so weird because when you trade these guys and they have a year and a half on their contract instead of just one season. Mm-hmm. It, it's so much more valuable to these teams. Like, oh, you you want two more prospects? Like, yeah, you you see how the the trades can get crazy either with the the top prospects that get traded or the abundance of prospects. Like the Orioles went for the five for one, but what sucked was the one prospect. Like they got Yusniel Diaz, and if you look at their prospects, like one through eight, mm-hmm. every other one hit. Yeah, like Gavin Lux. Uh, what was it? Uh, Brasdorol. They had the 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 flamethrower in the bullpen. Bruiser, Bruiser, Grasdorol, uh, Gratterall. Um, and then you start looking at uh, some of the other guys that they had there, which is Will Smith and Walker Bueller, er, um, even the guy that's the domestic violence kid, Julio. You're right. Like, thank God you didn't get him, but like phenomenal pitcher, right? Yeah. So like all those guys you could have traded for. And, and then, of course, uh, Alex Verdugo was the other one that got traded for Mookie Betts. And you wind up with this. Like Dean Kramer seems to be a pleasant surprise, but there's nothing else after that. No. And so, then, you know, it was supposed to be Diaz. 
Yeah. And Kramer's kind of come on. but Well, and that's what I mean. Like, just... I, I'm wondering what happens in the next few weeks to see if they do make any signings. And I, and I'll tell you this, guys. Like, I'm done seeing the... Um, and I know on occasion you'll have a guy that's a fifth rotation guy mm-hmm. when, when you're looking at it. But when they, like, put up the list of potential pitchers for the Orioles and the names that you're looking at on there and Wade Miley's name pops up, it's like, are you guys kidding me? Like, what are, Wade Miley. Like, we had that cat four years ago and yeah. he sucked. And I don't care that he's pitching or he pitched okay for the Brewers or he pitched okay for the Reds or whoever else he bounced around from. But, like, how does that name show up in a, on a list for the Orioles? And maybe they are looking for a left-hander. I don't, I don't know. But, like, Jordan Montgomery makes sense. I, I don't want to hear about these yeah. never-has-beens in the league or guys that have stayed around. Like, I think they should be past, like, picking up the Kyle Gibson types and now what you have in your rotation. And I don't, I'm not trying to knock Kyle Gibson, but you guys know what I'm saying. I know what you Pitchers mean. Pitchers yeah. at the end of their career. And I'm not it's, – it's one thing if you're, you're grabbing a guy to be at the back end of the rotation, but now they should be spending money on things that are going to make this team better for the long haul, I think. Hey, words of Roy Kent, don't you dare settle for fine. Yeah. Enough with fine. He's fine. That's, and that's Enough. it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's time. I mean, now it's your 100-win team. It's time for the World Series. Don't you feel like we should be moving on from that? Yeah. And, um, and again, you know, when Rob and I were having this discussion about maybe they can't keep all three guys with Adley, uh, Gunner, and Jackson. And it, it's not just about three guys because then you start looking at some other things and it's like, okay, well, then you have Grayson. You have Felix Batista yeah. when he comes back. Um, depending on who else comes up that you start to like, or if, uh, what about Kyle Bradish? What if he keeps? Ascending? I like Bradish a lot. I guess a lot of people do, but I like him a lot. So I mean, there's a lot of interesting pieces on this team that you eventually have to pay, and you. It sounds like you can't pay everyone, but that's why they make the big bucks to make those tough decisions, and then we get to bitch about it. That's basically right. it. You know, we get to complain about all the guys they didn't sign and what they didn't do. And I've been on board, by the way, I've been on board the past couple of years knowing they're going through a rebuild. I understood, you know, signing um, uh, Jordan Lyles. I, hell, I even called that one. I even understood signing Kyle Gibson. You did call that one, actually. And, and what they mean. You know, like, yeah. those are the type of players they'd be looking at. I would rather see them move on and sign it. Like, I didn't want Sonny, a 35-year-old Sonny Gray. I don't. on a couple-year yeah. deal. Um but again, there's there has to be somebody out there that they covet and that they can go get, and then they're they're flush with prospects too to make moves if there's somebody that they really like. Mm-hmm. They're all tough decisions, but at some point you're biting the bullet and getting to it. Yeah, I mean, that's the the downside of being flush with prospects. Can't keep them all. Eventually, if you if you want to trade for somebody, they're going to want some of your young players. Yeah, you it's, know, it's just going to happen. All right, uh, coming up next, we're going to get into some some interesting stuff here with uh, the NFL. Like MVP odds are coming out, and I think we really should be looking at it. Ed and I were having a, a, a conversation about it earlier, and I want to hear from some people as well, 410-583-1057, on who should be the MVP. This is, does this feel like a year it's a little bit more wide open to you, Ed? That yes, not a oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's not like Pat Mahomes or everybody else. Like Jalen Hurts is the front runner now, and I think he should Me be. Me too, yeah. Um, but, like, I don't think that he's locked anything up. Like, it wouldn't shock me to see anybody else catch him. No. And maybe we can talk about a couple of position players that aren't quarterbacks, even though this is a QB award. But everybody keeps bringing up Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes, Lamar's name's getting brought up. And even Dak Prescott's name is being brought yeah. up. Uh, they played a night, by the way, uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. So we'll it talk. Be one of the better games. It should be. Yeah. We'll talk. Well, they're nine and a half point favorites over him. Well, I think they're a much better team, but it should, still should be a better game than, you know. You know why the quarterback for the Seahawks? Gino Stone, he's yes. hurt. He leads the league in picks, too. He's tied, I think. Yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, I kept mixing up Geno Stone and Geno Smith's name earlier today, so I figured I'd do it yet again. All right, so we're going to discuss it, and then we'll take your calls on who do you think the MVP should be? 410-583-1057. All right, right now, guys, right now we're giving away tickets to see Sammy Hagar, Van Hagar, the best of all worlds with your special guest, Loverboy. Come here, Loverboy. They're still together? Alive? Have that album cover, Loverboy? Yeah. The red leather pants, fingers crossed behind the back. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, It's happening. That's where it's always happening. July 20th, 20, 2024. <laughs> at Jiffy Lube Live, courtesy of Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now. Caller number five. And we're going to give away another pair later in the show. So stay tuned for Sammy Hagar. Can we talk about best album covers? Uh, sure, if you want, real quick. <laughs> what do you got? Remember the Sticky Fingers album? Uh, it was great. I gotta look it up and see if I remember seeing this. Well, it was an actual. It was a pair of men's jeans with an actual zipper, where the fly should be, that worked. Yes, one of my favorites. You you like the guy's crotch? I just think it was. I like clever, and they were that was clever. Okay, that schools was out. Stones. Alice, that was Rolling Stone. Schools out. Alice Cooper was like actually a school desk. Mm-hmm. You know, it opened like a desk, and then when you open up the to get the album, it was, it was held in by a pair of girls' panties. I like Little Kim's first album. Lots of pictures on the inside. Don't want to look at her anymore, though. That being said, um, yeah, there weren't a lot of album covers. Some of them were cool. Like, you could look at the uh, the artwork and things, but nobody does that anymore. No. And you just download it, uh, getting streams on Spotify. And I just, I'm going to really damage I used to bleach out the back of my denim jackets, and I was into painting the clothes. I'd paint an album cover in the panel. Like, I had an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer one. I had the Rolling Stones. You had an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer one? Yeah. Why? The artwork was amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. What? Nothing. Nothing, man. <laughs> you have a bread one too. All right, let's uh, let's get to this. The MVP and lots of interesting numbers here. You know, who leads the league in passing yards. Do you know? This is such a weird one. Tua, Sam Howell. Let me give you the the top five in passing yards. Sam Howell, C.J. Stroud, Josh Allen, Tua, Tagovailoa. And Jared Goff, top five. Then comes in the guys that we have in the MVP race. Dak Prescott, Pat Mahomes. Uh, some of these guys haven't had a, uh, they're going to have a bye this week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is up there. Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. The weird thing with like Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts is sometimes you're going to grade them on a curve with the passing yards because they add so much more in with the rushing as well. Typically lower interception numbers. Lamar 13 touchdowns, 5 picks. Jalen Hurts, 18 touchdowns, 10 picks. So he's been up a little bit on the turnovers. They, they turn the ball off a lot this year. And by the way, the the oddball that people bring up, C.J. Stroud, I know he deserves recognition. He's not going to win it. Mm-hmm. 19 touchdowns, 5 picks for a rookie is insane with a quarterback rating over 100. He joins a handful of quarterbacks that have a rating over 100. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? Like Today, would you agree Jalen Hurts should be the front runner? I agree. Mm-hmm. But who do you think ends up winning this award, Ed? Oh. It seems like Pat Mahomes is the guy every year. I, I think Hurts wins it. I mean, because you, you, know, you, you usually have to be with a good team, right? So, I mean, that's, that box is checked. Mm-hmm. So um, you're looking what? Eagles, San Fran, Dallas, Ravens, yeah. Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, who am I missing here that I should put in that group? Like Probably Miami, Dolphins, yeah. Miami, maybe like yeah. Buffalo could get back in there, but I, I feel like we're just saying it because we're used to them being there. Um, but of the other, did top, you mention Jared Goff? I did not. I, well, I mentioned him. He's top five in passing. I think he should be an MVP candidate. 
Like people can't. Even you're making a face. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I just I've watched him play too much, and he's just he's okay. Three thousand seven seven turnovers in his last two games, though. He's got eight picks for the year. And well, all of them come in the last few games. Whatever. So, so Eddie should have brought better, this up two weeks ago. He's got better numbers than Jalen Hurts as far as the touchdown to their turnover ratio. Can you tell I have a neck issue, too, that I can't look a certain way? Yeah, you way look like uh, Val Kilmer in Batman so suit. Off. <laughs> Where are they? Hey, you want to hear my Batman impression? He hated Get that, that kryptonite away from me. <laughs> you see, you, nobody knows what you're talking about yeah, now. See, I know, but that's what you're supposed to that's say. Superman. That's, Thanks, man. I've been really practicing. Yeah. See? It's a, you guys <laughs> let me down yesterday, man. It's a terrible joke that could have been funny, and you guys made it worse. It's your no, fault. No one the delivery was I great. The mask. What? Do you know why? <laughs> do you know why Batman only wears half a mask? No. He needs the police to know he's white. Did see? Did you like that? Oh, one? <laughs> oh come on! That's. I've actually heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. Sorry. <laughs> Go blue. Um, all right. Now that we're talking, we talked about quarterbacks. Are there any other positions that should be mentioned here? Christian McCaffrey leads the league in MVP? rushing. MVP. Yes, nine hundred thirty-nine yards, eleven touchdowns. Where's his receiving? Like, because uh, I'm on the list of uh, like top rushers in the league: McCaffrey, Mostert, Jacobs, Swift, Henry. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then the guys like Derek. God, what happened to Derrick Henry? He had two touchdowns this weekend, but he's still got 739 yards on the season, averaging 4.2 a carry, which isn't typical for him. No. When, when you talk about uh, McCaffrey, though, he's averaging 4.9 yards per carry. And, and again, you have to keep in mind, that's not on like 15 carries. It's on 193 carries. Mm-hmm. So he's got a huge body of work, and he's averaging five yards a carry with 11 touchdowns. So... He is he is something else, man. My goodness, man. he really is. It's just, I just, I think he should. I think he really should. He's got 389 passing yards so far, receiving yards this year, Had, um, and five receiving touchdowns. So he's accounted for 16 touchdowns. All right. So would he be the only guy you'd put in that group? He'd be my front runner. Yeah. Okay. So the only running back that should get some love here right now, as it stands, let me see who has the most touchdowns. Mostert, not not uh, no. Mostert has 13 TDs. I hit the wrong button. Um, McCaffrey has 11. But he gets five receiving. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has 11 uh, rushing touchdowns. Yeah. So McCaffrey gets 16 total. Gus Edwards got 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, that's that's the other part you're looking at. So then when I look at receivers, I none of these guys are going to win this award. It's amazing to me the numbers that receivers are putting up today. And I know the game has changed. Keenan Allen has 97 receptions already through 11 games. He's got six more games to try to break the record. Wow. And he can do it, too. He's got 129 targets on the year. Tyreek Hill has 1,324 rushing yards, or receiving, uh, receiving yeah. yards, and 10 receiving touchdowns already. I know. He averages 120.4 a game. I hate him with a passion. Wow. He is so freaking good, it's ridiculous. And then the other guys on this list, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown will be there this week, and he needs seven more yards. All the guys I just listed have over 1,000 yards through 11 weeks. Well, DJ Moore got it through twelve. They haven't had their buy. What are you like looking at these numbers? They're just absurd, man. Like I know Stefan Diggs, who's complaining, has eighty three receptions, nine hundred sixty nine yards, and eight touchdowns. Jamar Chase, who's mixed up his quarterbacks, and he's had Joe Burrow for a little bit, seventy five receptions, six touchdowns. It's insane to look at these numbers. Like Mike Evans has nine TDs. Cortland Sutton's got eight. When did that happen? 
It's unreal. And I know A.J. Brown's over 1,000 yards with seven touchdowns, and he's meant so much to that Eagles offense. Again, I, I like bringing up the other guys, defensive players, Hardly ever get any mention when it comes down to it, but I know I I was looking at all the defensive guys, Daniel Hunter and you know Miles Garrett and all. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't even get a sniff. Who's a rookie? Is it Puka Nakua, CJ Stroud? Oh my God, they're both so like. Have you guys looked at Puka Nakua's numbers? Yeah, and if there's not a more likable guy too, like I, he's he's amazing, man. Puka Nakua right now, seventy three receptions. Uh, 924 yards. He's got three TDs. It's his rookie year. Yeah. That's you know, like a that's a, a high-end established veteran receiver, which is those numbers. But I got to say what I'm seeing from C.J. Stroud, like they started flashing the numbers of quarterbacks that struggled in their first year. And I know what Peyton Manning's numbers were. In his, he went 3-13. and 13, He had 29 interceptions. It's one of the worst rookie seasons you can ever have. And then they bounce back and go 13-3. and three. So there's always hope for some of these other guys. But like, were they re- like? We don't know what Bryce Young's going to be. We don't know what Will Levis or anything. But I don't think they had the expectations that a Peyton had coming out of college either. Maybe Bryce Young, but he's undersized. All of that being said, what C.J. Stroud is doing—thirty-two hundred passing yards, thirty-two sixty-six to be exact, nineteen touchdowns, five interceptions, a hundred point eight quarterback rating—it's unbelievable. And he's been sacked twenty-six times this year. Oh my God! Sam Howell's been sacked fifty-five yes, times. I was going to figure it out. Jesus yeah. Christ! Like what is that? Fifty-five? They had him dirting the ball and throwing it away to avoid sacks. That could be up near seventy. This poor kid's going to be shell shocked by the end of the year. <laughs> I know. Huh? He's been hit so many times. It's such a disaster. Now. All right, we've got callers: Rashawn, Antonio, and you. Four one zero five eight three one zero five seven. Want to get your thoughts on the MVP? That's coming up next here on the fan. Welcome back. Big Bad Morning Show. Jeremy Conn, Ed Norris here with you. Going over MVPs. Who's yours? 410-583-1057. almost forgot the, long, the, the number. Let's go out to Rashawn in Baltimore. I wonder who he has for MVP. Rashawn. I wonder, too. I wonder, too, man. But um, big game tonight, first of all. Uh, finally, a good Thursday night game. It is? Um, yeah, yeah, it's a big game. Um, if the Cowboys win this, you know, we'll be more likely a lock for that fifth seed. And you know who that fifth seed going to wind up playing? Probably Ed's, uh, Buccaneers, or the Saints, or the Falcons, one of them. So, I mean, you know, look like we got a easy way to uh, easy running the playoffs this year. But on to my MVP. You know, I think it's Dak year, honestly. Um, twenty nine hundred yards passing, twenty three touchdowns, only got six interceptions. We know last year around this time he had about twenty. And um, he's um, with the second highest pass and quarterback rating behind Mister Irrelevant in San Francisco. So I mean, I think Dak has a good chance to get it, and he, he does. should he's get it. A good year. That is correct. He has a one hundred seven point four QB rating. Dak's numbers, by the way, twenty three touchdowns, six interceptions, almost three thousand yards, seventy percent completion percentage. He's been great. You know, people crap on Purdy because I don't think people still believe, even despite everything, they still. Believe. He's got a quarter of a rate of one twelve point three, and he's got, he's got nineteen touchdowns and only six picks. Yeah, Tommy De, Tommy DeVito's got a ninety two point four quarterback rating. Get out of here with that nonsense. Who's rating these guys? He's good. Ugh. It's the Cutlets. Yeah, he's chicken good. Cutlets. He's good, man. Tommy Cutlets. What uh, do you got, Joe? So one of your favorite players, your favorite player, won the award in 2009. That was Peyton Manning mm-hmm. with 4,500 yards, 33 TDs, six, uh, 16 interceptions, and 69% completion percentage. The Colts went 14-2 that, that year. The, those are the worst stats that a quarterback has ever had to win the MVP. 
Jalen Hurts will have Since worse. Since when though? That of all of the of all time of a quarterback that has won MVP, those are the worst stats of all quarterbacks that have won MVP. Peyton Manning? Yes. Are you sure? If Jalen Hurts wins MVP this year, he will have worse stats than that. Why is it because of the uh, picks? It's the TDs and the picks. Yeah, but you got to like and the, and the what, fumbles. What, he has what, nine what, fumbles. Oh, they are, they turn the ball over a lot. What are the uh, what's the TD touchdown uh, TD pick ratio? Uh, for Manning, it was thirty three TDs and sixteen interceptions. Oh, sixteen, okay. Mm. Yeah, because when when Lamar was like thirty six and six, right? Yeah, and I think he had like three three fumbles that year. Yeah, but you're telling me, all right? So going back to like when Brett Favre won it in ninety five. Or when he went three in a row, he didn't. So, have- all right, hold on. It's in the 21st century. This one goes back okay. to 2000. Okay, then that makes more sense. Like when you said it was the worst of all time, like I'm going, well, damn, man. Didn't, didn't read like, the rest of that tweet. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't guys throw for like 20 touchdowns and they were like, oh, in my the modern in the modern era, yeah. in the modern era of football. But I'm not. I'm not even going back that far. I'm talking in the early 90s. <laughs> like I would talk about. Troy Aikman. I think the seventies is the modern era. Well, it's, well, <laughs> he's not so modern anymore, is he, Ed? Joe, I'm, I'm vintage not. now. Yeah, you're vintage. He is vintage. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, definitely. But no, like John Elway in like '87. I wonder. Like, I, I assume some of those guys' numbers would have been uh, comparable to Peyton. But that is that is an interesting year because Peyton had to split the one year with McNair too. It was 2004? Yes, I believe. Yeah. Um, and McNair had an amazing year, but like when McNabb and some of these guys were up for it, I remember the year that Peyton won when he had the crazy year, and then Dante Culpepper and uh, maybe it was McNabb had another amazing. Like McNabb had years where he was throwing thirty-five touchdowns and like six picks. That's the the touchdown interception ratio is off the charts, yeah. and that's for a guy that's going to run a ton too. Um, but yeah, we've seen some crazy numbers, and now it feels like. I've talked about Pat Mahomes a ton. If he doesn't throw for 5,000 yards, it seems like a down season. Yeah. And now when you add another game in, it's going to be you know, even more than that. So let's go back out to the phone lines, 410-583-1057. Let's get to Billy in East Baltimore. What's up, Billy? What's up, Jeremy and Nate? What's up, Billy? How are you? What's on your mind? Man, I got to let y'all know what it is, man. <laughs> now, this is the deal. As of now, Hurf got it on locked up. On lock status. Now he got the Forty ers coming up. If he can, if he can lose this game and drop one and drop, the, the, don't they got to play Dallas coming up too? Are you talking the Eagles? Yeah, they got another game against Dallas. If he can lose this Forty ers game and lose against Dallas, and Lamar can clean, if Lamar can clean this deep ball problem up. Before the end of the season, they they hand it to my man Lamar. I like it. That's 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 the only thing Lamar stopped him from getting this um, MVP. If he can clean this deep ball problem up. All right. Well, Billy, appreciate the phone call. I'll, I'll say this much about Lamar: like he doesn't put up the passing numbers a lot of these other guys do, and he's going to get compared directly to Jalen Hurts. Those guys are going to be mirror images of each other. So if Jalen's throwing for more yards and his team has a better record, then I don't, you know, and, and he's also running in a bunch of touchdowns. I don't jinx him, but I'm really happy. Lamar only has five picks this year. Yeah. He's fumbling a lot, but he only has five picks. So good start to the season. Um, let's get another phone call in here. Antonio's in Rosedale. What's up, Antonio? Oh, good morning. Good How are you guys doing? Good. good. How you doing? Good. Happy Friday, man. Happy Friday, babe. That's right, babe. And um, my MVP is Lamar, and 
I have a Ravens question, if I can ask it. Yep. Sure. Should the Ravens be concerned with Justin Tucker's missed and blocked field goals this season? And you guys have a wonderful day. You too, bud. Appreciate the phone call. So, you know, like when it comes down to the Ravens, and by the way, I appreciate him going. Can I ask a Ravens question because we're talking MVP? But, I yeah, look, I, I think this Ravens team is going to be fine down the stretch. Uh, you know, you get a little time, heal up, uh, hearing about some of the guys coming back, whether it's Marlon Humphrey, Ronnie Stanley needs time to heal up too. He's banged up. Um, a lot of different a lot of different players there that, that can help this team down the stretch. So I, I, I do think it will be good coming back after next week. Let's go back out to the phone line. He is 34, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm very concerned, but he's, he's you know. Yep. Well. Let's go to Nick and Westminster. Nick, you're on the fan. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. All right. I'm. Uh, I, I have to give it to Hertz right now. I just think he's carrying that entire team. Uh, that performance last Sunday, five touchdowns, was pretty awesome. And I want to give a quick thank you to Ed for talking about starter jackets. I feel like I'm back in middle school. I got a. I ended up picking one up. Uh, Raven. Did uh, you really? Yeah, but, yeah, I loved it. And when you started talking about that, it, it was like deja vu. And like, wow, it's, man, I feel like a kid again. It's so funny. I, I, I have that Montreal Canadiens one still because they make it so difficult to return. They wouldn't exchange it. So I have to return it if I want to buy it. So I got to—I have to get it, send it right back. It's such a pain in the neck, but yeah, they are pretty cool. Let's grab one more, Trippy. Uh, Trippy, I only got a little bit of time, but I want to make sure I get you in. What's up, man? Uh, I got you. What's Hello? up, Joe? I mean, I mean, what's up, Jeremy? Hello. What's up, Ed? What's happening? Hello. Yeah. I would say how to rob, but I know Bob on vacation. But um, <laughs> I, look, to be honest with you, I get an MVP to Hurts, right? But. I don't know why. I feel like if Tariq Hill get over like twenty two hundred yards, he should get it. But I don't disagree. Saying, but, what, but but you but you got people saying, but what about the quarterback though? So it's kind of confusing for real. But I feel like if Lamar can get that deep ball together and get some more passing touchdowns, I don't see why he shouldn't be in it though. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, Trippy, I appreciate the phone call. Good stuff as always, bud. Wish I could have kept him longer, but we've we've got a jam packed hour. Next hour, Gordon McGinnis joins us. We got a commission's Baltimore. But up first, we have the world of stupid. And these are two stories that could be headline stories. I technically could play what's in my butt with both of these stories, although one would seem really creepy. First off, we will be playing what's in my butt as the headliner. I don't think there's any chance that you guess what they found. And I'm dying to know how this thing got there. Hmm. Um, it's such a crazy story. I don't even know where to begin with. And I told a joke once, which is very off-color, and it's it, it's a meme that's out there, and it's like, I can't believe you had sex with that girl. What was I supposed to do? She was just lying there. The autopsy. That's what you were supposed to do. <laughs> that joke is very off-color, and it's very disgusting, but we're about to talk about a hospital worker who had sex with more than 100 corpses over a 15-year period that went undetected due to, quote, serious failures. That's all coming up in the world of stupid. 